When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, incredibly bright people for watching this podcast. Guess who this is? No. No. Yeah, it's Yakko Warner. Or could it be Pinky? Or it might even be Carl finishing my croissant. Or it might be Raphael with a hot butt marshmallow tuna fish and Doritos pizza. Or even Donatello trying to figure out how my Apple Watch works. The main thing we all have in common is that we are pretty smart, just like you, because we watch and listen to the Canned Air Podcast. And one more thing, Narf! and welcome to another episode of Canned Air, your tribute to pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley, and my guest today is a reoccurring guest that I never tire of talking to, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles co-creator, Kevin Eastman. Now, Kevin's been on the show several times, but our longtime listeners might know that the last few times we've had him on, we've been touching base with Kevin during the release of the issues of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles The Last Ronin. Well, the last issue, issue five, just came out at the end of April. We talk about the last issue and the series as a whole. I asked Kevin if Peter Laird has had any reaction to The Last Ronin, and then Kevin discusses what we can expect from him in the future. As some of you may know, every time we talk with Kevin about The Last Ronin, it involves heavy spoilers. So if you've been reading this series, haven't read the last issue yet, you might want to hold off on this conversation until you have read the last issue. If you have been reading and missed the past episodes where we had Kevin on to talk about The Last Ronin, check out episodes 368 and 434, where we talked more with him uh, about events happening earlier in the series. Now, we had originally planned to hold on to this interview until uh, about three or four weeks into June, where we're supposed to be having an episode with some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle royalty. I don't want to say who we're supposed to be talking to, because that's just bad luck when you're a podcaster. You don't do that. But the guests we had lined up for this week had to reschedule, and we didn't want to leave you guys empty-handed, so we decided to go ahead and just release this conversation with Kevin now. But before we do anything, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CannedAirPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And if you head over to CannedAirPodcast.com, you can check out some of our past episodes, some of our special guests. There's a link there to go to our merch page where you can get t-shirts, mugs, and stickers, many other things with our logo on it. And there's also a orange button that takes you straight to our Patreon page, or you can just go to Patreon dot com forward slash canned air pod where for five to ten dollars a month you can get access to a whole catalog of extra content uh, made available only for patrons uh, at the five dollar level you get in on the canned air patreon pod which there's over 50 episodes of now literally hours of uh, extra content for you there and at the ten dollar tier you not only get that but you get canned air classics our our first 24 episodes that are being released the uh, comic vault series canned air radio theater and also, we're going to be starting to push out videos of the conversations we have with some of our special guests. 
So if you're on the $10 tier, you'll get to see the actual video of those conversations. And there's other things on there that I can't even think of right now. My point being, there are hours and hours of extra entertainment. If you like what we're doing here, become a patron, get access to all that extra content. It's just waiting on you people. And as always, don't forget to go to evergreenpodcasts.com, the network we're so very, very, very proud to be a part of, great team behind us, and there's a lot of other great shows on there. We want you to listen to us first, but after you listen to us, go check out some of those other amazing shows at evergreenpodcasts.com. And without any further ado, I'm just going to cut you right over to my conversation with Kevin Eastman. Kevin, thanks so much for being back on the show to talk with me, man. It is always a pleasure to talk to the co-creator. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here, Jeremy. Now, before we jump into details, I have to ask you, the last time we spoke, yourself and uh, Courtney were only a few hours away from watching Spider-Man No Way Home. How was it? It was good. It was uh, everything uh, everything we hoped for and everything we heard about. And, uh, you know, having been a lifelong fan uh, and really enjoying the the movies overall. Um, uh, I liked all the series. Uh, Toby, I thought, did an amazing job uh, yeah. initially with Sam Raimi and all and all the stuff. And Andrew, of course, uh, uh, great. But Tom is uh, Tom Holland kills it pretty well. Uh, it's good. So no, I it's it was really enjoyable, and I loved the um, how they put all those pieces together. And and interestingly enough, we just uh, uh, we just went and saw the uh, Doctor Strange movie over the weekend, which was oh uh, man and. Fantastic. Yeah, I loved it. It was, it was great. It's, it's always great that, you know, having read all the comics and those th- things and, and our son will be, um, wow, this was cool. This was cool. And I, and I, and I was like, well, a lot of the stuff was, was cool the way it was visualized. A lot of the stuff I remember, you know, being explored in the comics back in the days. So it was really great to see them brought to life in such an awesome way. Uh, right. Yeah, it was great. It was really definitely awesome. wasn't what I expected. Uh, it turned me on my head. I had no idea what was, uh, what was going to happen. You know what I mean? I, th- I had a general understanding. I thought, okay, uh, she's going to help him through the multiverse, but, uh, not quite the case. I don't want to give too many spoilers, but exactly, exactly. It was fantastic. Thumbs up for sure. Yeah. Anyway, let's get right to brass tax man. The last Ronin final issue. So good. It was such a good ending uh, to this arc, and so many things to uh, touch on. Though we don't have the time to touch on them all, but I have to mention uh, Hiroto's shredder armor was fantastic. Very much like T one thousand kind of meets the shredder. Absolutely love that. I love the fact that, you know, we learned that Casey Jones and April, you know, being around the turtles and their family their whole life has had a biological effect on them. But uh, one thing was Mikey's death, how it really um, took you for an emotional roller coaster. Because, of course, you know, you kind of see it coming. You don't want to see him go. And when you see him pass, it's so sad. But then it kicks over to where he's waking up in the afterlife and the artwork switches over to Ben Bishop's artwork. And where you're so sad to see him go, you just that quickly are so happy for him. It was such an emotional roller coaster. So, uh, just so good. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. And that was really um, what an incredible journey. Not only you know from its original, you know, conception back in 1987 to you know just a short, you know, <laughs> right, 34 years later, 35 years later. No, um, it was such an incredible journey, emotionally, just on the creative end as well. You know, sort of. Tom and I, um, you know, bringing together, uh, bringing to life a, a concept that Peter and I had originally created, want to be uh, with utmost respect and, and dedication and, and care taken toward the original, uh, you know, to Peter Laird and the original uh, ideas that we had at that time, as well as furthering it into a, a, the universe that we wanted to build out and, and see completed. And that was it. It was like, you know, everything, so many other things that had been set up in issue one, 
this was the end of all those things in that original, you know, Mirage right. universe of turtles. It was important to answer everything and answer it in a way and address all the points with great thought and care. And, 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 and it was painful. It was heartbreaking to, to, to choreograph each of the passing of these characters um, and had to have such uh, importance to the, to, to the story and all the further into the story that it was just, it was, it was, um, you know, I don't want to say it was a good death, but it was, you know, no, there's no death is good, but you wanted it appropriate to uh, these heroes right. that, um, you know, we gave birth to. Um, and, uh, and right from the beginning with the setup of, you know, Ben Bishop doing that momentary when he passed away and they came back to complete the mission, that was the vision for the ending is that, you know, we want to, to see um, them all together again uh, in, as a family and, and, and uh, the next, in the next life. And, and, and the way we remember them uh, and that was important, but, you know, and equally so is, you know, because um, a lot of people wondered if we might take the, um, the, the dark night approach and maybe have him survive somehow and continue his teaching. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, it was, um, I've already borrowed so much from Frank Miller in my career. <laughs> um, but it was, and I liked what he did in that originally, but to me, it was important that, um, everything was resolved that the tissue of all the turtles was resolved, but there was a furtherance, um, through what, um, the time that Casey Marie and Michelangelo got to spend together, the passing yeah. of the book, you know, the journal, Splinter's journal and those kind of things. So, but, you know, thanks for the, thanks for the words. The, the, the book was epic and, and, and just awesome. And I appreciate all the fans waiting. Um, it was painful. I know for them, it was, it was painful and relieving for us to, to, to get through it and finally finish it. But um, yeah, we, we appreciate right. you guys so much. Well, we appreciate all the hard work. And I've got to talk about the epilogue, man. Um, this <laughs> thing hit me like a, like an MCU, like after credit scene. It just was <laughs> left so many more new questions, you know, uh, you know, Casey Marie learning with Splinter's book, you know, finding the four new baby turtles in the incubator with, uh, you know, hooked up to mutagen. And then that one box with three words that just got me even more excited was to be continued. And, you know, as exciting as it is to see that, it dawns on me that, uh, you know, we weren't only watching Mike's last stand, Mikey's last stand. We've also been watching an, uh, an origin story unfold. No, exactly. Now it's, and that was really something that, you know, um, we had talked about and wanted to do um, very early on, which is why you saw our scenes like, uh, you know, when April... Um, had mentioned his the, the, his mutation growing and changing him because Mikey obviously was very different. He was bigger and his right. you know his eyes were white. It was just there was so many things that she when she took the blood from him, um, that would be something that would be part of you know it's the mutagen plus the blood plus the makeup plus the stuff. We wanted to do that in in a way that um, gave an opportunity to to carry on the legacy to opportunity to carry on the legacy or carry on the idea if um, it was something that everybody wanted to see is something that we we saw some great incredible opportunities to sell some really fantastic stories um so we set up you know um the importance of splinter's journal which is something that i've i've had in mind back since turtles issue 21 in the idw turtle universe um when i had splinter sort of jump them as the hidden assassin kind of thing and sort of training him to use other weapons and really firmly based on you know bruce lee's you know jeet kune do um concepts um right but it was um you know, to set up and, and, and to further that opportunity because it, 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 we really fell in love with that universe and with those characters. And, and this particular story, this origin story issue, 
correctly called it. It was, um, it took care of everything we wanted to show you, say from the earliest issues of the Turtles, the Mirage universe to where they are now, but there's a whole lifetime in between that we can really uh, create, um, have created a platform. We could tell some pretty fantastic stories with, you know, a new group of inspired turtle characters under the same teachings. So excited. So, so I don't know if I'm allowed to even ask this, but how, how are we going to see that to be continued? Is it going to start a whole nother series? Is the last Ronin going to continue? It's, it's, again, we've, we've talked about it, um, in in some detail throughout it's sort of like um it, it's like when you're working on a story tom and i will work similarly in some in some ways you know we we sort of write it on post-it notes or compartmentalize all these little story threads and these things um as the story say of the last run is evolving so when we finally were able to put that to print and and, and get it out there um take two or three deep breaths and then the first time we got together uh to discuss well what works and what what makes sense what would the next stories what would that evolution be um everything sort of came out we we just made a lot a lot of notes and we have a lot of specific ideas of what what could happen and now it's it's trying to formalize that into a plan that makes sense um uh to move forward um with it but you know because it's also at the same time much like during the creation of last ronin you know when i i spent you know six or seven months writing up the notes based on what pete and i wrote while Tom was finishing, you know, issues 90 through 100 of the of the Turtles ongoing series. So we were sort of we were getting together in between, you know, some pretty epic moments in the in the Turtles ongoing. So the same situation is here as we were getting towards the end of Last Ronin. We'd already teed up and Tom had come up with this wonderful concept called Armageddon Games and, and sort of going back to picking up some of the pieces that had been established and yet unresolved in issue up to issue 100. And those are sort of coming back together to be married with, uh, you know, Sophie's uh, Sophie Campbell's incredible um, mutant world adventures and what yeah. she's done with the with the with the characters and, and the different people that have come in, you know, since since issue 100 has been it's been great. So we're sort of working on the ongoing while starting to build out what opportunities there are within the last run and last run in universe. So time will tell. And it's hopefully soon because we're excited. Oh, you're not the only one, man. And. I Thanks. think you've already answered this, but uh, but this epilogue, this is no part of the original draft that you and Peter had come up with, or are any pieces of this from that original draft? That's correct. That, that's correct. In in the original draft, and I'm and I'm quite positive that it'll all be shown at some point. Is it was the original notes, and then you know um, uh, probably about six or seven years ago, I I'd taken these notes and I'd made notes on those notes um, in the borders, and this works, this works, I like this further this and then that was then the basis along with some of my own handwritten notes um, from that period um, further did the same thing made notes and then all of those were sort of once I had all these scraps of paper I sort of put it into one document and and started fleshing it out and that's was the that was the the map of the the the, the starting point for Tom and I to start f- building it out so sure. the importance was keeping key things, very specific key things, which were great things. It wasn't, you know, we have to keep this because it was like these great foundational elements. Um, and those original drafts and stuff that Pete had came up with, like uh, one great example is the future choice head. I've got this actually sketch 
photocopy from Peter's sketchbook of the Fugitoids damaged battlehead, which was an important part of that original story that April goes into her lab and pulls us out of a closet. And, and that's a device that was important to them as, and there's many elements like that. But um, stuff like, um, you know, Casey Marie Jones and, and the, the, the four, that's giving birth to four new turtles and, and those kinds of things. Those are um, all new and, and things that we built out when we built the, started rebuilding the turtles um, last run in universe. Now, I haven't seen anything uh, said publicly, but I'm curious if you've heard anything uh, from Peter uh, just on his opinion on The Last Ronin, what he thinks of it or no? I have not. No. And, and it's and it's um, glad you asked because it was it was um, a lot of people said, well, how how much was he involved? And and when I originally pitched this idea or wanted to, to, to have this idea move forward, I, I went back to Pete and I said, hey, you know, here's our original notes. Um, and here's what I is, is a note that I made on those notes. And this is what I'd like to do with the story. Would you like input beyond, you know, what you've already done because you were part of the construction of the foundation of this idea? And he said, well, send me some of your notes as you as you move, continue to move along. And if I if I want to comment, I will if I don't. No offense, uh, I won't. Um, but either way, good luck, um, and uh, you know, excited to see what what happens. He didn't necessarily say that. He said good luck, and that was kind of it. Um, and then you know, I'd asked him a few times. I said, well, you know, it's coming along. Do you want to see it? And he said, no. You know, much like all things turtles, when he fully retired, he kind of set that part of his life aside, and sure. uh, and just really, you know, it's, it's fine to see them evolve and go in lots of different directions, which he doesn't even have, you know, because you figure that of the 40 years we've been doing turtles, um, you know, 30 of it has been, you know, in full control, more or less in fully intense working on the movies and the cartoon shows. And I think, you know, it finally, when you sort of compartmentalize, take that compartment in your brain and sort of set it aside that you don't have to think about those kinds of things. It's a bit of a relief, not in a bad way, mind you, it just is a relief that like, you know, I don't have to stress on that. I don't have to worry about that anymore. So, um, I, uh, I have not, you know, my, my notes and my exchanges with Peter just very pedestrian friendly, you know, how's the grandchild, you know, how's the fam, you know, happy birthday, you know, those kinds sure. of, you know, very just, you know, just old buddies saying, Hey, Merry Christmas. <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah. And that's, and that's wonderful. I enjoy that. Absolutely. I'd be curious, but I, it makes sense. I understand. So now that Last Ronin is wrapped up, the work's off the table. What what new work's coming on the table? What's next for you? Well, next, actually, we're going back to um, um, besides the fully um, circling back into the the um, not that it's ever been that far away or anything like that, but with the uh, the Turtles ongoing series with the mm -hmm. Armageddon game and and some of the stuff we're doing with the ongoing series is fully focusing on that while developing some other stuff we want to do in the. Um, last run in universe but more uh, equally important is some of the personal projects like drawing blood is uh you know oh, we yes. still had completed our um you know i stole ben bishop from you know drawing blood to do my flashback sequences for uh, for our flashback sequences in last run and so we're back on drawing blood uh kickstarter campaign we did in 2019 completing that and then we've got one other four issue arc to wrap up all 12 issues of that. Um, so it's that and a few other personal projects, but mostly it's still, you know, all things turtles. And, um, you know, Courtney and I are back on the, 
um, back on the road again this year. We just finished our first two shows, uh, Huntsville, Alabama, and Lexington, Kentucky, and we've got another five or six shows coming up this year. But if you want to, you know, tell any of the fans that want to find out where we're at and what we're doing, go to KevinEastmanStudios.com, and you can find out the latest and the greatest, and you know, certainly where to where our next appearance is, so you can come by and say howdy. Um, but um, so it's it's that and. Two elderly dogs, two bad kitties, a 16-year-old that's recently got his written permit to drive, who's now driving us crazy, wanting to drive, and uh, just uh, heading, getting ready to head into the summer. Well, I'm excited to see what comes out, man. It's it's always it's always good. And thank you so much for taking time to talk with me today, Kevin. It's been amazing. My absolute pleasure, and uh, look, we'll, we'll talk again, I'm sure. All right, and there it is, my conversation with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle co-creator Kevin Eastman. And people, I can't urge you enough, if you haven't checked out this book yet, check it out, The Last Ronin. And I believe the trade is supposed to be out here in the next month or two, so be sure to pick up a copy and check it out, because it is great storytelling. I know some of our listeners are going to think my opinion is biased, and hmm, hey, maybe it is, but you know what? This is still a great story, so be sure to check it out and head over to KevinEastmanStudios.com to find out more about what Kevin has going on, and like he said, he still has five more appearances that he has lined up to do, so check out on KevinEastmanStudios.com exactly where he's going to be and go check him out. Go meet him. Go get an autograph and say hi to him because he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. And I think that's going to do it for this episode, so don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandarePod and on Instagram at can underscore air. And once again, candarepodcast.com, all kinds of things to do there. You can read up on past episodes, find out some of our special guests we've had on, check out some of our YouTube videos. And there's a merch tab where you can get t-shirts, mugs, stickers, etc., And a tab to take you to our Patreon page, or you can just go to patreon.com forward slash candarepod, where for five to $10 a month, you get access to a plethora, hours, people. I'm not exaggerating when I say hours of extra entertainment just waiting for you and you're supporting the show in the meantime and if you guys don't have the financial means to support the show just get on your podcast player of choice and leave us a review preferably a five-star one but you know just do whatever you feel is fair those reviews help us in so many ways it's not just us pumping up our own ego it it helps us get exposure stay tuned guys we have a lot of cool guests uh, on the schedule that I know you guys are going to like so just stay tuned stay tuned lots of goodness to come So with nothing left to say other than thank you for listening, I am Jeremy Colley, and always remember to be excellent to each other. Break. Whoops! Help! Quickly walk back to the edge! 
stop, you'll break through the ice. Snow job! Grab this branch. You should have been listening to canned air. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Snow job, how'd you get your name? Um. G.I. This has been a Canned Air production. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast.